Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show is made possible by our patrons. If you want to monetarily support the show, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. If you can't support us financially, then you can support us algorithmically by liking, rating, and sharing. Thanks. Enjoy the show. finish this He's pregnant that wouldn't surprise I'm pregnant you. it's yours of course it is uh, <laughs> we're when, faithful when we, individuals when we finish this uh we're getting a pizza oh buddy yeah I'm with that. uh-huh i'm with that yeah we went to pizza hut last night so we already had pizza it, to and your fucking fancy schmancy sit-in Pizza Hut. <laughs> fuck exactly. With the one waitress that was working every single table, she including was cute as fuck. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> but today, dear sweet mother of God. So I don't know if you remember. Oh, hi, hi everybody. Welcome to Campfire Tales. I'm Pappy Donovan. Uh, I think I said I was a monstrous rutabaga. Uh, yeah. I'm Josh, also known as the reason my parents got divorced. <laughs> but um, we'll get to the, the main episode in a minute. But I don't know if you guys remember, and I don't even have actually told you, but when Brandon and I did our, did our cross-country trip, one of the places we stopped at was the gas station from uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, the original. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they turned it into a barbecue restaurant, and it's also they've also got like uh, cabins you can stay in behind it, and there's a store that sells like horror mem- memorabilia. Um, I'm so sorry, that, I can't. I can't get over the reason my parents got divorced. I was gonna say the reason your parents got divorced, but I decided to go with mine instead. But um, oh my god! <clears throat> so when we went huh. in, because it was it was the actual building that they used in the original movie. They had the van outside that the teens drove in the movie, and. When we went in, there was this smell, this, this very smelly smell. Yeah. An unsettling kind of, it was almost like a cleaner, like it smelled like some kind of cleaner, but there was like this underlying kind of decaying smell underneath it. Almost like they were covering something up, which made it creepy. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. So that's what my old house smelled like. Okay. So, and, you know, we were in there for a little while because, you know, we were shopping in the, you know, trying to find if there was anything cool. Because, I mean, they sold a lot of horror memorabilia. And that's where I, I don't know if you remember, yeah. I got that one T-shirt of Leatherface and it says free hugs. That's where yeah. I got it. And it the smell was so bad that it lingered. Like, Can't I ended up, yeah, I put the T-shirt that I had just bought in the trunk of the car because you could just smell this smell. Well, today, Cindy and I, you know, we went out to lunch and there's a meat market that just opened up down the road and we wanted, and they had like really good prices. So we wanted to get some meat. 
Ooh, that's we, okay. we walked into this meat market and it was the same fucking smell. That Aww. smell from four years ago. And now I realize what it was. It was raw meat and cleaner, <laughs> which terrifies yeah. the fuck out of me. Why does this fucking store in Texas with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre smell like raw meat and cleanser? And I know that they they fucking yeah they serve barbecue and shit there, but I, that's I why. Can't, yeah, they probably but, butcher. Yeah, it's site. Texas. They probably have a butchery outback mm-hmm. or some shit. Oh my god, it was so fucking. And Cindy looked at me at one point and she's like, "Are you okay?" Because I was about to vomit. And it it's was, not a good smell. Mm-mm. It is not. And you know, I hope the meat's good because. Luckily, they do have where you can order online and just run in and pick it up. So I never have to go back in. Cindy can run in and grab it on her way home from work. But dear God, it was horrible. So anywho, um, because we uh, are once again, our uh, main episode is more of a darker episode. We recorded them backwards, but it kind of worked out because I had two stories to choose from for the midweek. One is very lighthearted and one was uh, uh, more uh, current events, um, but is also um, bad. So having done it backwards, I now know which episode we're going to do. I was trying to find the 2023 Darwin Awards, you know, like we did the Florida Man. I was trying to find the Darwin Awards. Apparently, they have not released the 2023 Darwin Awards yet. But I did find a, an article, the Montana Associated Technology Roundtables, and the title is not the 2023 Darwin Awards, but just as amazing, just more examples of the range of human stupidity. Oh, good. And good. So we're just going to kind of go through. I'm going to stick. I'm going to wait and give you the winner at the end. So we're going to start with the honorable mention. So the first one. A chef at a hotel in Switzerland lost a finger in a meat-cutting machine and, after a little shopping around, submitted a claim to his insurance company. The company, expecting negligence, sent out one of its men to have a look for himself. He tried Uh the machine and also lost a finger. Nice! The chef's claim Yeah, if you don't pay out, then you are a liar. Yep. (laughs) Um... A man who shoveled snow for an hour to clear a space for his car during a blizzard in Chicago returned with his vehicle to find a woman had already taken his place. And because it's America, can you guess what he did? Did he shoot her? He shot her. God damn it. (laughs) Um, So after stopping for drinks at an illegal bar, a Zimbabwean bus driver found that the 20 mental patients he was supposed to be transporting from Harare to Bulawayo had escaped. Not wanting to admit his incompetence, the driver went to a nearby bus stop and offered everyone waiting there a free ride. He then delivered the passengers (laughs) to the mental hospital, telling the staff that the patients were very excitable and prone to bizarre fantasies. They did not discover his deception for three days. Oh, my God. Holy (laughs) shit. That's fucked up. All those people just made so much money. Oh, yeah. They made so um, much theoretical money if they can track him down. 
<laughs> I mean, they have a lawsuit either way. I mean, I don't know how that works in Zimbabwe. I, I mean, but, yeah. they can be awarded the money, but if he never pays... Just sue the well, bus? No, it'll... Uh, yeah, it'll uh, be the bus company, company that gets sued. Oh, yeah. That's fair. And that's then fair. they'll or, he'll be footing the bill, but he'll just be in debt to them forever. Mm-hmm. Or would you sue the hospital for not listening to you? Probably I, both. Uh... Probably both. Almost <laughs> definitely both. Yeah. Maybe the All hospital right. even harder than the bus company. Yeah. <clears throat> so after one international award, we're going back to America. An American teenager was in the hospital recovering from serious head wounds received from an oncoming train. When asked how oh he received <laughs> when asked how he received the injuries, the boy told police that he was simply trying to see how close he could get his head to a moving train before he was hit. What a cocksucker. What? Like. He was trying to do the stand by me train dodge. (laughs) What did he think was going to happen when he found out how close? (laughs) What do they like? Dude, he played the ultimate game of chicken and and won. Fuck it. He won. He actually lost, though, is the thing. Uh, He he lost for winning. He. I don't want to call it winning at all. It's a really I, stupid I do. fucking thing to do. I do. No, he he won a stupid game, and he won a stupid prize. That's fair. He guess. still won. Wow. Uh. <laughs> what a cunt. I like... <laughs> Use your hand first, idiot. Like, any... A stick... Something. I, swear to God, like, I thought you were about to say use your head. I swear. <laughs> that would have been way better. <laughs> yes. That would have been way better. Um, uh, so the next one, once again, America, a man walked into a Louisiana Circle K, put a $20 bill on the counter and asked for change. When the clerk opened the cash drawer, the man pulled a gun and asked for all the cash in the register, which the clerk promptly provided. The man took the cash from the clerk and fled, leaving the $20 bill on the counter. The total what amount get, of cash like $13? he $13? It was $15. Amazing. <laughs> he didn't even have change for the fucking 20 <laughs> Wow. Incredible. I say this all the time, though. If anybody ever comes into the store that I work at and tries to rob us, they are going to get the best customer service experience of their life. I I think about it every day while I'm at work, especially when I'm like doing all the money at the end of the night. I'm like, if someone comes in here with a gun right now, they are going to leave just so happy with how well they were treated. (laughs) It's, it's going to be like, they're going to pull the gun and I'm going to be like, Hey, that's not necessary. I'm going to lock the door real quick. I'm going to turn to whoever my cashier is for the night and be like, don't call the fucking police. I'm like, all right, go ahead and start pulling those drawers out. Get the money together. You want a bag or did you bring your own? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going to put the money in this bag for him. I'm going to go to the office. We're going to go ahead and get all the rest of the money that I have access to. And if you want to grab yourself a couple candy bars or something while I do that, you go right ahead. It, we're already in this deep. Go for it. And I'm going to give you a 30-second head start as long as you don't point your gun at me again. Sound good? 
All right, let's get you out of here in five minutes or less. <laughs> yeah, fucking, fucking uh, baked fresh guarantee, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so the next story is about, once again, America. Uh, an Arkansas guy wanted beer so badly that he decided he would just throw a cinder block through a liquor store window, grab some bru- uh, brews, ugh, grab some booze, and run. All right, so he lifted the cinder block over his head and threw it at the ple- uh, at the wall, ugh, the window. The cinder blocks bounced uh-huh. back and hit the would-be thief on the head, knocking Good. him unconscious. The liquor store window was made of plexiglass, and the whole event was caught on videotape. What a dumbass. Just because it's heavy does not mean it'll go through. There still has to be significant force. Why do people think... Okay. Why do people think that it's easy to break into a liquor store? If there's one place that's famous for for getting broken into, it's literally the liquor store and the gas station. Yep. Those are the two places. If anybody's going to have plexiglass, it's the liquor store. You can argue like, oh, well, I could break the window of a gas station. Yeah, a gas station has $50 in the goddamn, in the thing, in the till, if you're lucky and no access to the safe, really. Like, they have a whole nother dude from a whole nother company come in to get the safe. Like, they cannot open it. So... Yeah, of course you're going to, like, the liquor store, everything on the shelf is worth at least $20. Come on. <laughs> I remember, I haven't seen them in a while, but for a while back in my hometown, um, <clears throat> like, after a certain time, the the stores would be locked, and there would be, like, a, a window that you would walk up to that was bulletproof, and there'd be, like, a almost like a bank teller where you, the drawer slides out and slides in. And that's how yeah. you have to get your shit after a certain time. Yep. Yep. By the way, holy shit, off topic, we'll get back. But um, I found out something very, very um, unsettling the other day. I was listening to a podcast about 9-11. And mm-hmm. um, now my hometown is Lakeland. Lakeland, Florida is where I'm from. And right up the road from where I lived basically from the time I was 11 until we moved to Yulee. So that would have been 29. So 18 Mm -hmm. years I lived, there was an airport near there. I found out the, um, the terrorists who hijacked the airplanes and flew them into the buildings. They got their licenses from the airport in Lakeland, Florida. Oh yeah. So I actually was living two miles from where the terrorists who perf- uh, perpetrated 9-11 got their training. That's, Holy shit. Yeah, that's, that's a little wild, offsetting. Actually. Yeah. Go Lakeland, Florida. <laughs> that's, well, Don, that's I our... hate to break it to you, but we all live in a country where a genocide took place so that we can live where we live. A couple. A few of I them, know. yeah. I know. I saw a thing the other day. It was like... Um, Remember those who died uh, so we could have our freedom or whatever? Talking about yeah. veterans and, and Veterans Day or uh, Memorial Day. and But the mm-hmm. thing also added, you know, X number of Native Americans and X number of slaves that were killed. And it was like, damn. 
Yeah, I mean, that's real. <laughs> uh, just because you mentioned uh, the military, I he- I've heard this story a couple of times recently from different people. You know, my my dear friend Nick uh, was a Marine, and I had brought up, uh, you know how when you were in elementary school, they would make you write letters to the armed forces? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I heard this story from Nick first, and then I saw a, a fucking a TikTok or reel or whatever about it a few days after. Nobody vetted those letters. Between the time that we wrote them as we little school children to the time that they reached soldiers, some who were actually fighting on the front lines, yes. uh, nobody vetted those. So by the time the soldiers read them, they would like gather around like campfire stories style and read these out loud. And they would find things like, thank you for fighting and dying for our country. I'm sorry you had to die, but I like it here. Or when I grow up, I can't wait to join the military because you get to kill people and I want to kill people. Yeah. (laughs) Shit like that. So Nick was telling me a few that he had read. It was a lot of the same shit. Like, I'm sure it got really old after the first few hundred letters of thank you for fighting and dying for me. Yeah. They probably opened that bitch and like, oh, another heartfelt thank you. (laughs) (laughs) thank you for dying right and well so i saw the the guy that i saw on the reel he was like we were at like the northernmost base in iraq so we were in firefights daily yeah and he was talking about how much of a, a relief it was to read those between firefights there would be weeks where like they could not get food to them but they got letters to them I would, I would imagine, honestly, now, you know, despite my leftist leanings, <laughs> um, I would imagine that that is actually a really sweet thing to get Oh yeah, in that time. But so uh, on the other end of the spectrum, we have uh, Nick, who was stationed in Japan, uh-huh. who, while the military being rough, I won't tell too many of Nick's stories, uh, they were drinking a lot. Yeah. So... Uh, what for, for, in the military? <laughs> in, on a base in Japan, uh, Okinawa, I think he was stationed. Oh yeah, and he was having more fun than not, based on the stories that he tells. But I assume he just doesn't tell a lot of the bad ones. Yep. But he was like, so we would just be hammered in the barracks, just blasted out of our fucking minds after coming back from some Okinawan bar where uh, the locals were like feeding them some special local tequila that has a scorpion in the bottom of the bottle or some such shit. Yeah. At reading these letters about kids thanking them for fighting and dying for their country. They hadn't seen combat ever. Most of them, they were just hammered. It, Mm-hmm. And it was just as fun for an entirely different reason. Yeah. So just think think back, everybody, to the letter that you were made to write to somebody in the military and know that it probably went to one of those ends of the spectrum, and either way, it was just as funny. <laughs> I gotta say, it's real weird and worrying to me that nobody vetted those letters because <laughs> what if my teacher had had a real vendetta against the military right like oh yeah you know what i mean like 
I'm uh-huh. six. I didn't put anthrax in that package, Your Honor. I don't even know what the fuck anthrax is. Like, right. okay. Anyway, more stupid people yeah. dying. So we got please. two more stories. So this, <clears throat> this is the like runner-up, the five-star stupidity award winner. Oh, good. When good. when a man attempted to siphon gasoline from a motorhome parked on a Seattle street by sucking on a hose, he got much oh. more than he bargained for. Police arrived at the scene to find a very sick man curled up next to a motorhome near spilled sewage. A police spokesman oh. said that the, that the man admitted to trying to steal gasoline, but he plugged his siphon hose into the motorhome sewage tank by mistake. The owner of the vehicle declined to press charges, saying that it was the best laugh he'd ever had and that the perpetrator had been punished enough. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say that same shit. Yeah. Because, like, (laughs) buddy, you already literally just ate my shit. So, (laughs) okay. So, uh, another quick little tangent. I lived in a camper for Mm -hmm. a couple of years. Yeah, same. For not as long. It was, uh, you know, every every week or every other week, uh, depending on how much I'd be pissing and shitting mm-hmm. or how many guests I had had in that time frame, I would have to go out and empty uh, the, the black water tank. It's heinous. It's, it's awful. The smell for like a quarter mile all around when you empty those, even when you do it right with a, with a, a, a hose that has, you know, no no holes in it. God help you yeah. if there is a tiny little hole in your hose such that there can be uh, uh, water pressure. It's awful. It That's why crime. I had the reaction that I did when I realized. Yeah. <laughs> Arguably worse than the smell of dead bodies. I wouldn't put it quite that far, but I, yeah, it's awful. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. All right. And here's the winner of this company's or this whatever's Darwin Awards. Uh, when his 38 caliber revolver failed to fire at his attended victim during a holdup in Long Beach, California, would-be robber James Elliott did something that can only ex- inspire wonder. He peered down the barrel of the gun yes, and he tried the trigger did. again. This time it worked. What an <laughs> idiot. What an absolute fucking moron. And imagine, because at first this is a funny thought, and then it's a traumatic one. The cashier. Yeah. Because now, First of all, they point a gun at you and shoot. Uh-huh. It doesn't work. A miracle happens. Yes. Then you watch them shoot themselves in the fucking face. Yeah. Yep. Because at first you think about it, and at, at a very first cursory thought, that's funny. Do you know how fucked up it is to see a bullet happen to someone? Yeah, it's exactly. Great. Then if the you've reality ever been sets on live in like leak, a quarter you know what the fuck I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's that fucking uh, reel that comes across my feed every now and then. That's like a Hollywood actor when the director tells them to act like they just got shot in the head, and then me who grew up with. Uh, unmonitored internet access when somebody tells me to act like I just got shot in the head. Yeah. 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 The difference between a dramatic death and you crumple. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, okay. I once saw a video of a man 
who had just been shot in the fucking head. Uh Uh-huh. And it must have been small caliber because it was just a hole and it wasn't so much damage that I could see. Yeah. And his fucking brains were just leaking onto a bed. Yeah. And he was just sitting there and his body was like doing that thing that fish do when they're Mm -hmm. like on land, like dying. Like convulsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And his face looked like he was gasping for breath and shit. It was fucking terrifying. There's a a really... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Don. One of the last jobs I did for uh, the carpet cleaning company I worked for, and one of the reasons why I was I ended up leaving, is um, we had to go clean up after a guy had shot himself in the head and killed himself in his office, and we had to go in and basically cut the the cushions of the sofa out and get all signs of blood out of the sofa and then take the sofa out to the curb. But then we had to go and yeah. clean up all, where all the blood had pooled up and everything. And at one point, I mean, he's wearing yeah. gloves obviously, but I was like cleaning and I felt something um, hard and it kind of poked me. It's like, Oh damn. And I grabbed whatever it was that poked me thinking it was like a screw or something. It was a piece of his fucking skull. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that was yeah. At that point, I was like, I I can't fucking do this anymore. This is that's the end of my cleaner career. Uh huh. Yeah. Period. There's a a relatively famous but very interesting uh piece of interrogation footage that you can just watch on YouTube, where this guy was being interrogated by the police uh because they found his wife or girlfriend or somebody dead in his home and he was just like asleep on the couch. What it turned out had happened because he he kept telling them that he got shot in the head and they were like, "Okay, well, you're talking to us. So, no, you fucking didn't. And they're just refusing to believe him. Yeah. And uh, he had this big, awful black eye, massively swollen. And it turned out, yeah, he had gotten shot in the fucking head and laid down for a nap. Yeah. It's just like there was the. Huh? No, no, go ahead. I didn't realize Josh was still talking. Okay. The the police fully went went up, went ahead with the whole interrogation, and they keep asking him things, and he's like, "I don't know, I don't know, I don't know," because you wouldn't know, would you, with a bullet in your head? No, and like that to me is, I remember that story too, and yeah. that like, yeah, uh, you've just been shot in the head. That's a brain injury. I, even if it doesn't destroy part of your brain, yeah. That amount of force, that's concussive. You're going to be yeah, fucked. Like, right. And so, you know, miraculously you survive, yeah, but, like, truth be told, going to lay down to take a nap is like, he is already unaware. He was interrogated for six hours. What the fuck? Yeah, before they, before they realized that he wasn't lying and he had a bullet in his fucking head. Uh, if you go to Google and you just type in man interrogated, the first thing that will come up is man interrogated with bullet in head. Jesus. Wow. You no, know, what I was going to say is there's a very, very famous news footage from the eighties of a guy called uh, Bud Dwyer who was doing is this a press the dude conference. that shot the fucking pedophile. In- oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I know the way I've seen this. Yeah. What happened yeah. now? He was doing, he was, being uh, investigated for like bribery charges or something and 
he was did a press conference, a live called a live news press conference, and you know was handing out letters to his workers or his partners or everything. And the last envelope he had, he pulled out uh, like a thirty-eight or a forty-four. I don't know what size gun it was, and was holding. And everyone screaming, "No, no, stop, stop!" Thinking that he was going to start shooting, and he put the gun in his mouth, pulled the trigger on live TV, and you oh, can man. find that footage. And it's like you said, it's just sudden. I mean, he goes down, and he just his nose is gone, and there's just it's. Yeah, it's fucked. No, it's I fucked. was thinking of uh the the father who uh the father of the son who had been being molested by uh the Holy Ghost. This other guy. Nope. <laughs> what? Um, well, you said the father and the son, and I my brain would nope. be oh, the, oh. the whole the Holy Ghost was nowhere near this one at all. <laughs> um, the the pedophile had like gotten off on a, I don't remember if it was a relatively light sentence or what it was, but you know, the father wanted him dead. Yeah. So right. he showed up and he pretended to be using a payphone. And when they walked the guy rem- past I him, remember this story. yeah, he turned around from that fucking payphone and just shot him in the fucking head. Mm-hmm. That actually reminds me of you guys talking about all that <laughs> reminds me of the guy who, for the Malaysian flight, you remember, that disappeared? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know if it was for that, but there was something similar where there was another press, there was a press conference where this uh, Asian man, I think he was, I want to say Japanese or Chinese or Taiwanese or something. Yeah, that's that's most of them. That's most of them. But he was, he, I fucking, I can't remember exactly, but he was like the father of somebody who had been killed. And in protest, he went on to do like a press conference and he lit himself on fire on live TV. Yeah. You remember that one? That one fucked me up. And I know that like that was a protest that happened because of, I want to say like Vietnam or Korea. Are you talking about the one who's on the cover of the Rage Against the Machine album? No, that's like Buddhist monks for, I can't remember exactly why right this very second, but there was a rash of uh, protests that were violent, but not towards other people. So they would like sit and meditate in the middle of like a town square, wait for people to gather, and then light and themselves, then light themselves on, on fire. On fire. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think that's that's the one that was on the rage cover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. But this guy was just like he was protesting the treat like some sort of government thing mm-hmm. and he just lit himself in fucking fire and you can just watch it and it's absolutely insane to see yeah. Yeah. happen so i'm gonna end this upbeat episode that we decided to do um, <laughs> <laughs> that devolved into just sheer sheer morbidity and chaos so thank you everybody so much for joining us um follow us on all our uh, social media platforms tiktoks uh Instagram, Facebook, uh, we have a Patreon. All links will be in the description. And we want to thank you guys so much for joining us every week. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.